around silver Roman shows and I'm back up on my game. I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine. I sold more records while I was gone than anybody I know. I got them having cows, I can't hold my horses and I'm feeling like the GOAT. I'm the GOAT. Welcome to GOAT Radio. Emanating from quarantine, I am your host, Michael Sprague. That was Joseph Roy. Let's go. He is Andrew Leahy. Yo, yo, yo. And this week, we're going to show some love to our favorite TV dads. But first, thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes, just like Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the goat word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all your other podcatchers, but Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org slash goatradio and shopping with our affiliated partners at the Bazaar. And thank you to you, the fans. We can't do this show without you. Uh, your interaction online is what helps to you know, make this podcast possible. If you want to stay in the know and express your opinion on the various topics that we discuss, please follow us everywhere that you can. But primarily, you'll want to check out the Facebook fan group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Goat Radio Podcast. Uh, other places you can follow us is Instagram and Twitter at Goat underscore radio. And our main business page for Facebook is facebook.com slash Goat Radio Podcast. Each week in our fan group, we'll host multiple polls on a variety of topics, and we'll bring them back here to discuss. And if you want to show the highest level of support possible, please buy merch. Teespring.com slash store slash goat radio podcast is where you can get your goat radio gear. And speaking of support, here is a quick word from one of our sponsors. All right. Kicking off the home opener, first things first, a big congratulations to Andrew Leahy. You're pregnant. I am? Man, you I... won. You, well, this was your first win in a, uh, a disc golf tournament, am I correct? Uh, not Yeah, not only my first win, but my first win in a uh, PDGA legal disc golf tournament. I love that. Uh, we should get some um, applause and like... You could just do the pew pew pews, but it was like more of like the Jamaican horn. That's what I've always been going for. But like, I <laughs> just stick with the pew pew pews. I'm overshadowing Andrew. Winna winna. Yeah, I mean, for me, the best part about it was uh, I wasn't one of the few people that had to go to the hospital for heat stroke. Oh, because it was in the '90s. It was so hot. Uh, but it was, it was a great event, uh, had a great time, shot my best two rounds ever at Salmon Falls Disc Golf Course, and, uh, was super excited to win. I was hoping at least to get a top three finish, and a, and a win was, was what happened, so I'm very excited. And I have another one Pimpier. Sunday. Uh, pimp your disc golf handle on, uh, Instagram real quick for us. Uh, if you want to follow my disc golf journey, it is uh, at Park Job Disc Golf on Instagram. Uh, almost at a thousand followers. Hit him you up. You could be the thousandth follower. You could be. Yeah. Are you, gonna, are you doing anything special for the thousandth follower? Huge disc golf giveaway. So if you want to get involved, feel free. Uh, if you if you are new and you've never played disc golf before, you might get your first disc from me, which would be pretty cool. Wow, Sweet, man, sweet. Another new thing that happened this week is that Fortnite finally updated. It took five ever. Yeah, it was longer than four ever. One Good of the lo- one of the longest uh, <laughs> longest download updates that I've ever had to do on my Nintendo Switch. It was like an hour and a half. It was brutal. I uh, I started it in the morning, hoping to get a chance to play before I left for work left for work with still having like 30 minutes left on the install so that's crazy uh, joe yeah you were just barely starting to figure out what fortnite is playing with us a couple weeks ago now they've completely changed the map how does that make you feel awful not playing anymore i'm retired i'm never playing again you, I'm not dealing with sharks flying through the air and 
on the bright side, nightmare fuel you guys have to throw. You probably have a great squad's winning percentage. Yeah, probably. Probably Whenever phenomenal. you guys play with me, they play down to my level. So you guys are just out there like messing around. Oh yeah, we're having a great time. Kind of enjoy, kind of enjoy that honestly. Leahy, we haven't played doubles yet since the new season started. We'll have to do that soon. Absolutely. Been very busy lately. Depending upon how late recording goes tonight, maybe we can play tonight. Oh, you're going to ask a lot from me then. Uh, last thing, uh, this past Sunday was Father's Day, so happy Father's Day, Joe. You too, buddy. I hope and your happy- day was filled with fatherly glory and sunshine. And a lot less screaming. It's certainly was and uh, happy father's day to all the fathers listening out there we have a good topic for you a little later in the show but first this week's grudge match uh, i'm only bringing this up because it's going to set us up for the first topic of the week gone girl it's a ben affleck flick joe there was a lot of people that disagreed with you when you said that that movie is trash now, hold on one second. No, that's, that's not true. I need to pull this up. I actually completely forgot about that because it's such a forgettable movie. Hold on. I to pull this up. Because I'm pretty sure you were getting pumped up and then it was like, oh, my wife voted for it. That was... I'm pretty sure it was just Zoe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was told there was a lot. Gone Girl is trash. Oh, no. I, it was Gone Girl. Hold on. I gotta find it. Well, that was on the poll from the week before. It was on like the thrillers poll. It was not on the Ben Affleck poll for this week. It was, but it didn't get as much love as I thought because I put Gone Girl is trash. Yeah, which mean and only one person voted for that, and that was you. Yeah. H- hence why. Right. Hence why I was saying people disagreed with you. By people, it was you. It was you and and, and Andrew's wife who always just agrees with what you say. Gone Girl is absolute garbage. I want the record to, to reflect that Joe is incorrect. It's Leahy's girlfriend. Whatever the fuck she is. She's, she's, she's delightful. Something. She's delightful. She's a nice lady. She has taste in movies because Gone Girl is meant for like, you know, you're three wines deep. It's a Thursday night. You don't have to work on Friday. So you can like, you know, just hate life the next day and be fine. That sounds like an awesome night. <laughs> well we're we're gonna get on to this week last week's out of the way it is time for my quick game of the week oh the game yeah we're bringing back the games i got a good one preparing for a long time Do I need uh, a you need a paper and a, paper and a pen. pen if not you're gonna fail this game and i think you both deserve it i have to walk my paper oh mike is prepared joe is not what's new this afternoon, one of my uh, co-workers ordered a sandwich from a local sub shop for lunch. And some one of the other co-workers was talking to him on the phone, and all he could hear was the crumpling of paper as he was trying to open up the sub. It's a very uh, it's a indistinguishable sound. Oh, yeah. All right. I have a pen and a paper plate. All right, so this Ooh. you can get a. So we've upgraded from uh, from a card to paper plate. No, I, I didn't realize I was the uh, ironic paper guy, but now I am. All right, you can get a total of ten points here, folks. All right. If you ten get points. five, right. if you get five points, I'd be impressed. All right. First thing I'm doing is I'm giving you five Michael Jackson songs. Write them down in your paper. They are Thriller. Man in the Mirror, Beat It, Billy Jean, and Smooth Criminal. Alien Ant Farm version? Alien Ant Farm version. I got more love than Gone Girl. From actual voters. I mean, it was a funny... A funny thing, so that's why. But... Right, brought more joy to the world than Gone Girl ever did. All right, so you have you have your five written down. I do. Yes. All right, so I need you to write them down again a second time underneath them. Give yourself a little space. I 
don't have a lot of space on this. I'm setting you up for success, Joe. I had to rip my, my plate a little bit to give myself some more. <laughs> oh, the struggles are real. When that paper plate got made, everyone thought it was going to be used for food. Well, they were wrong. I normally feed my cats on this. Oh. I don't feel like oh. <laughs> Eat this cat. Eat this. All right. Eat this paper. So what I need you to do in the first one is I want you to organize them from the shortest to the longest in music video time length. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, so like five is the longest and one is the shortest? Absolutely. So the first one, which one do you think is the shortest and then second shortest and third and fourth and then fifth? Five is the shortest. Five is the longest. One is the no, shortest. Five, five is the longest. Bigger numbers equal longer distance. And then when you're done with that, let me know. Isn't it great to be in my school? All right. I'm done. All right. I'm done. Now, on your other five that you've written down, so there's, you did the first five, and now here's your second five. I need you to organize those from the year that they were released from which one was first to last. So one being the first one, five being the last one that was released. Let's see how smart you are. Not. <laughs> Joe is very good in games from what we've heard. He's won some from the past. Um. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna put myself out on this one. Like, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut. I'm done. Hold on, I need one second. Take your time. Okay. All right. Are you ready? We're ready. gonna start with time length. So get your time lengths ready. What did you guys have for number one? Man in the Mirror. Smooth Criminal. Okay, what was your number two? Smooth Criminal. Billy Jean. What was your number three? Billy Jean. Man in the Mirror. Uh, what was your number four? Beat It. Beat it. What was your number five? Thriller. Same, though. Well, I would like to let you know that one of you got two points, and the other one got one point. Yeah, I got two. Easily. Uh, the, the shortest music video is Billie Jean at four minutes and 56 seconds. The second shortest at four minutes and 59 seconds is Beat It. The third shortest... At five minutes and four seconds is Man in the Mirror. And the uh, the fourth is Smooth Criminal at nine minutes and 26 seconds. What? It's a long music video, folks. Yeah. And Thriller at 13 minutes and 43 seconds. I was certainly going off of, like, which ones... Um, like, which, which songs had, like, storylines. So Thriller is obviously, like... A long ass video. I thought Beat It had a long ass video. Apparently, I was. I th I thought it was. I, I thought it was too. Shorter. I thought it was too. Yeah. How long was um, Smooth Criminal the Alien Ant Farm version? I don't know. I don't check. Not up as it. not nearly as long. Not nearly as long. It's when they're in the backyard. They're in the backyard wrestling ring. Yeah. All right. So Joe's got two points. Mike's got one. Going into the final five. All right. Which one was your first one released? Your number one. Beat it. Oh, shit. It was no number one meant first release. That I flipped out. Yeah, around. just... It's easy. So finish. number one, beat it. Okay. Number two? Billie Jean. Man in the Mirror. Number three? Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal. Number four? Thriller. Billie Jean. And number five? Man in the Mirror. Thriller. I would like to let you know 
that one of you got two points and the other one got zero? Me easily. Number one, Thriller. November 1982. Shit. Uh, number two, Billy Jean. January of 1983. Number three, Beat It. February of 1983. Number four, Smooth Criminal in 1986. And last but not least, Man in the Mirror of May of 1987. Michael Sprague picks up a 3-2 victory here, folks. Blew that what one. a battle. Uh, Mike, could we have a speech, please? Uh, I just know Michael Jackson better than Joe. That's all I want to say. Oof. I'm sure you do, because I'm sure Never Never Land was a real fun place for you, buddy. Oh, gosh. I wasn't going to go there. Dark. That was dark, dark. Joe. That wasn't really all dark. Right. That was just, like, truthful. We'll get there. Michael Jackson's a little bit later in our show. We talked about Gone Girl, so let's talk about it. This week's soup, goat, Ben Affleck movie. Just thoughts in general before we get into the the winners. How do you feel about Ben Affleck as an actor? He's awesome. He's good. He's solid. You're kind of like biased to him. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Northeastern guy. I have a feeling, and I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling that Mike kind of likes him, but doesn't like him at the same time. But he like, respects him, but because he's a Boston guy, that actually like, takes him down a couple pegs. You could not be r- more wrong. You hate him? No, Ben Affleck's like one of my top five actors, favorite yeah. actors. That's essentially yeah. what I said, except I assume that like... Oh, hype- no, I don't... Like I don't knock him. Matt I don't Damon knock him down a peg at all. Yeah. No. I actually have him higher than Matt Damon in my list. Yeah, I would too. Just, uh, I think he's much more of a. I don't, I mean, it's more relatable in a sense. But, uh, before we get into the winners, second follow-up question: Do you have a favorite Ben Affleck movie that is not in? The top three. I feel like Dazed and Confused would have gotten a lot more love. I love how your mom added um, Reindeer Games. Hell yeah. Alright. Something. I was a big Pearl Harbor fan too. I think Pearl Harbor is an awesome movie. Uh, I actually like his, um, I like, I like his role in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I think it's hilarious. Uh, another, another movie that didn't get any votes, but, uh, is, is very good as well as The Accountant. He's also very good in that movie. I think at some point, like, the saturation of, like, how many good movies he has, and we're trying to find, like, one topic the goat we're not trying to find like top three here so like some things just don't like i i'm like known to like like or vote for things if they're added as almost like an appreciation but like i mean like you can't like just vote for everything just because it hasn't Lay, do you have a favorite Ben Affleck movie? Oh, it's got to be Clerks 2. Everybody <laughs> loves Clerks 2. It's hilarious. There we go. Bong. Um, Alright. Well, let's get into it. Let's break it down. I'll go from the bottom up for the top five. We had Pearl Harbor. Armageddon. Argo. Goodwill Hunting, Wish I Had a Double Burger, and The Town. I thought that The the Town was going to be the clear winner. It was. So I threw my vote a different direction. Leahy, thank yeah. you for adding Argo onto the poll. That was a hell of a pick. I got It's you called guys. pandering, by the way. It's called pandering. I'm, I'm a big panderer. You vote for the what's gonna win you don't just vote to like give things some love like we're trying to find one thing here 
But I thought Goodwill Hunting was going to run away with this because Goodwill Hunting is a all time. It's a classic. All time, it's like one like I would put it as like a top hundred movie of all time. I think that's very fair. The town, obviously, like it was interesting because in a Ben Affleck sense, the town is fucking awesome. If you like Boondock Saints or anything like that, you'll love the town. But like Goodwill uh-huh. Hunting is like fucking awesome. I voted for the town, so we all know this. But like Goodwill Hunting, I thought was gonna run away with it. It was really, really close. Very close, very close. Uh, The Town, Argo, and Goodwill Hunting are his top three rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Correct. Um, Yeah, The Town is number three, Argo's number two, and Goodwill Hunting is number one. Yep, 97, 96, 93. Yeah, so right there. Yeah, so everything's right in that upper, you know, mid to upper 90s, which fantastic score for, for Rotten Tomato standards. Uh, he's fantastic in all these roles and it's interesting that each one comes from what I would consider to be kind of a different period of his career you know Goodwill Hunting is very early the town is like right in the prime middle and Argo I guess is really not too far off in, in time frame from the town it's only a few years later but it does feel like it's more in like the what's been in the back half of his career now um so it's just kind of in in different areas, different parts of his career. He's had three standout movies, which is, it speaks to the level of actor that he is. Straight up, uh, Leahy, did you have some stats or fun facts? Oh, this week? we always got stats and fun facts, boys. Uh, let's quickly do wow. let's quickly do some box office stuff real quick. Uh, out of the top five movies, uh. The town had the lowest box office, which kind of surprised me. $154 million on a budget of $37 million. Still made a great profit. Yeah, made some money. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, $226 million off of $10 million. Also, great money. Fantastic. That's also because you didn't have to pay Ben Affleck his Ben Affleck salary at that time. Fair. Uh Argo, $232 million off of $45 million. Also another great profit. Uh, this is where it gets a little interesting. Armageddon, $554 million on a $140 million uh, budget. And then Pearl Harbor, $449 million on a $140 million budget. Then, if you talk about Rotten Tomato scores, if you add Pearl Harbor and Armageddon together, their Rotten Tomato score, they don't even come close to any of the top three. Armageddon's Rotten Tomato score is a 38, and Pearl Harbor's is a 24. Which is pretty crazy, because Pearl Harbor is really good. Armageddon is, I mean, one of the most iconic Aerosmith songs of all time came out of that movie. Uh, the audience I'm not saying Armaged- it's it's not trash. Yeah, it, Armageddon is really not like I've had no interest or desire in going back to rewatch that movie. I watched it as a young kid and was like, "Man, this sucks." I remember vividly, like thinking it was the first time that I watched something and was like, "This just sucks. This is not for me." That was the first time. First time. Uh, the I, audience so, scores, though, are better. Uh, 73 for Armageddon and then a 66 for Pearl Harbor. A little bit more respectable. Yeah, the critics are a little harsh at times on movies like that. Those are the big budget, you know, big box office movies that they're there for spectacle. People like to watch them and go see them. Usually they're pushing some kind of new technology. Uh, and They're not always as well received by the critics. All right, I got four fun facts for you. All right. Do you have anything else to add, Joe, or can I go to the fun facts? I was just thinking about how, like, this movie was supposed to, like, tug at your heartstrings and stuff like that. I feel like Which because, one? Like, it had, Armageddon. I feel like it had such a large budget. That's why people don't like it. Absolutely. Goodwill Hunting at a 10... It's like an indie band thing. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting at a $10 million budget... Made it all the money it did. Oh, it's awesome. Cold Classic. $140 million budget. Oh, it's if it costs this much money, it better entertain me type of stuff. 
It's Invincible Apollo 13. Armageddon? No, it's about stopping Armageddon. I thought this is one of the ones where they wound up into a rocket. Oh, he's from NASA. That's why. That's why I got confused. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. There is a movie called Apollo 13. Yeah. I got. I always get messed up. All right. Your Ben right. Affleck fun facts. Hit us. Uh, ben Affleck was actually named after a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Very interesting. Beyonce. What? Beyonce is a survivor. Oh, she's always a survivor. Uh, yeah, she's not going to give up. Ben Affleck actually got Matt Damon into acting. Yeah. Without Ben Affleck, we might never have had Matt Damon as an actor. Matt Damon. Uh, very ironic here. Uh, Charlie Sheen was the person who made Ben Affleck go to rehab for uh, alcohol abuse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely ironic. Super ironic. Pot calling the kettle black. And uh, last but not least, he has played three different superheroes... Uh, he's played Daredevil, Batman, and Superman. Uh, I know that he's played Dare. Kind of crazy. Hold on. I think you broke up on my end, Lady. Who are the three again? Uh, Daredevil, Batman, and Superman. When did he play Superman? Uh, he played Superman in a TV show. Ah, wow. I didn't know that. That is a, that's that's an extremely fun fact. He didn't say superhero in a movie, he just said superhero. Haha! That's true. I got you hook, line, and sinker with that one. Um, wow. Is that it for fun facts? That's it. That's all I got for Ben Affleck. We'll save some other fun stuff for later. Big Big Ben. Right? Yeah, he's, he's Big a, Ben. Or, or is that a different Ben? Yeah, Not the same much. one. All right, so, again, that was this week's Soup. The Town was your vote for the greatest of all time, Ben Affleck movie. We will be right back with our appetizer of the week after this ad. All right, and we're back with the greatest of all time, NBA novelty player. Uh, this is your, your fan favorite role player type of guy. You know, he came out there, he was a little quirky. Uh, we had some really solid options on the poll. There was one guy that ran away with this thing. It was the White Mamba. Didn't expect Brian, that. Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite guys on the planet. I fucking love the White Mamba. I honestly thought that it was going to be a runaway for Jeremy Lin. I mean, I just remember the whole Lin sanity thing, but maybe that was just such a, like a flash in the pan that... He was not deserving of this honor. Right. I'm thinking he ended up being on this list because of the insanity thing, but then, like, he had flashes of, like, he won a ring in Toronto. He did nothing in Toronto. He did 0.0% anything in Toronto to win that ring, and he pretty much admits that. Um, he was never, like, the guy, like, it's not like Taco Fall. When Taco Fall goes on the court, the garden erupts. Like, Everyone stands up when Taco Fall steps on the court. When Jeremy Lin comes on the court, they're like, fuck. That's, uh... uh that's ta taco, taco Falls is what I call it when I go to the bathroom after eating Taco Bell. Well, oh. would you say that to his face? Would you jump up three Mike Sprigs and say it to his face? I said Taco Falls. I didn't say Taco Fall. Oh, I see. Plural. Okay, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I think Jeremy <laughs> Lin was, uh... I feel like a lot of his popularity ran through the Sports Center and how much they like hyped him up. Uh, when Lynn Sandy was going on, I hated it. Uh, one because he was on the Knicks, and and me as a Celtics fan, I hate the Knicks because that's what you're supposed to do, but they're kind of useless Correct. now. Uh, no offense. Uh, but overall, I think that Jeremy Lynn probably should have got some more love. But I mean, for me. Scalabrini is his life as a Celtics fan, but also I feel like oh, all, he's very well respected around the league. I think everyone that comes across to him thinks he's a nice guy, super, super funny, super entertaining. Uh, I've never, never heard anyone say anything bad about him. He's awesome. He's going to end up it? taking Tommy Heinsohn's job at some point. 
Uh, what exactly was no- novelty about the White Mamba, though? I guess I just didn't understand that. His name is the White Mamba. Kobe Bryant's the Black Mamba. I get that. I, I so, understood the reference. I just So, don't... like, this pasty white dude who played for the Boston Celtics. With bright red hair. And the Bulls. With bright, flaming red hair would come out in the court. And he would guard, I guess, three through five. And he'd make big plays. And you just loved him because it was the White Mamba. It was just, it was just like a persona. It was, um, because it was just this pale Irish dude going out there and actually making big, like, important plays. Not just going out there and being pale. Like, he was actually really, really good. Like, he's fundamentally a great basketball player. He's just fat. He's a little chunky. He's a little chunky. He's a little chunky. Uh, And I mean, like, as someone from New Hampshire, like, all I ever heard about growing up was Matt Bonner because he's from New Hampshire. Everyone's like, oh, Matt Bonner's from New Hampshire. Do you know he's from Concord, New Hampshire? And, like, people got so excited about every time about Matt Bonner did anything. But I feel like with with Brian Scalabrini, everyone could get excited about what he was doing. It was like I went to the Celtics game and I saw a guy named Luke Herringotti's career high in points. And the garden was going nuts. And he is a nobody. But it was fun to watch a pasty white dude just put up a bunch of points. I love it. Uh, Scalabrini. Basketball is literally the only porch. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. You're good. Keep going. Basketball is the only sport where this can happen, by the way. Absolutely. Like, there, it's the only sport where, like, there's five guys, a team, so there's ten guys on the court. And, like, one guy needs to rest, so they finally call in, like, the White Mamba. Or they call in Alice Caruso. Alice Caruso got no love. And Alice Caruso is an electric human being. He's bald. He's 26 years old, and he has a receding hairline (laughs) past his scalp. His chin hits the rim when he jumps. He's crazy. He does, like, the he does like the shoulder pop when he hits a three. He is, he's a Laker. That's the only reason I hate him. That's Alice fair. Caruso should have gotten a lot more love, but that's the kind of stuff we're talking about with this novelty player. Just, like, the dude's 26 years old and bald. His chin hits the rim when he jumps. <laughs> like, just, like, it doesn't make sense. And he's actually a fundamentally incredible basketball player. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Couple couple scal things. He was drafted thirty four pick overall. Played with the Nets, Celtics, Bulls. His biggest uh, contract was with the Celtics. Got five years, fifteen million. Which it's fine. Get that bag. Uh, he also won an NBA championship in 08 with the Celtics. He was on that team. So he's got a ring. He does more rings than I have because I'm not engaged or married. More rings than. Facts. I was saying more rings than Vince Carter, more rings than Ken Griffey. Ugh, poor Ken Griff. The Griff man. Yeah, it was a fun little topic. Uh, did you have any fun facts for anybody else in the top five or top two or three? I mean, they're kind of, their whole scale. careers are just fun facts, let's be real. Like, Monte Bull, is that his name? Is it Monte Bowl? Manute. Manute Bowl. He was like seven foot a hundred. Like the guy was massive. He was compared to <laughs> Bowl Bowl. Isn't Bowl Bowl his son? Yeah, Bowl Bowl is his son. His son was drafted this year. He wore he's seven foot like three, I think. He weighs like two hundred pounds, maybe. He looks like he'll just snap in half if the wind blows. It's t- it's he crazy. Or like a Jack Skellington suit to the draft with like spider webs on it and stuff. <laughs> like he is. Everyone thinks that like tall just because you're tall you're gonna be great at basketball. That's not true. Although Taco Fall like a week ago was wet from three. He was uh, Danny Ainge got him on video hitting three threes in a row from the post. I think Taco Fall is gonna be the reason the Celtics win the championship this year. <laughs> I went, a little left, I went a little left there, but like had to had to give love to my buddy. I also have a cat named Taco. All right, so Brian Scalabrini, 
goat NBA novelty player. We're going to get into the main entree. This is a topic that as soon as I heard it, I knew this is going to be a hell of a discussion. That'll be right after this quick ad. All right, we are back. We're talking greatest of all time TV dad. This one got fiery. Uh, there was some campaigning going on. But overall, a lot of feedback, a lot of fan interaction online. This was a good one. People were saying it was a hard one to discuss and figure out. But uh, greatest of all time TV dad. Reading up from the bottom with our top five. We had Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. Danny Tanner from Full House. A surprise second place from Jack Pearson from This Is Us. And number one, you know him as Uncle Phil. He's Philip Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Big win for Uncle Phil. Huge win for Uncle Phil. Thought it was going to be Danny Tanner. Thought it was going to be by Danny Tanner. Me too. I I was was surprised. Danny Tanner literally his wife died in a car crash. And he had to raise like these three girls in San Francisco. And shit. Like I I honestly God I thought it was gonna be Danny Tanner. Uncle Phil deserves it though. Uncle Phil's the man. I'm gonna let Mike go off on this one. Mike was the one the Mike was the fiery one. <laughs> hey, I recommended Jack because this is us. Not only is it a fantastic TV show. It has the perfect role model when it comes to wanting to be a father in Jack Pearson. He is uh, thoughtful and kind. He provides for his family. Uh, It's not like, and I'm not saying any of these things to dig at anybody in particular, but a lot of characters have their faults. Um, You know, the one of the more cool things that was that about, like, say, for example, Uncle Phil or even Danny Tanner is they had money. You know, they they were they were successful businessmen, which which alone uh, kind of just made them like a bit of the cool dad in, in a sense. Like if you're a, a kid uh, growing up with a little bit less money and you're watching television, you're going to see that and it's going to be some kind of like glorification of what you want in life. Um, and you're going to kind of gravitate towards that a little bit more, whereas Jack is a lot more realistic uh, much more grounded and down to earth and where it is like a more realistic drama and it's not like a more far-fetched sitcom like these other shows i just think you get a more interesting depth into who he is as an actual person and and what it is to meet what it means to be an actual father uh, i just think a lot of that gets lost you know people look at this with nostalgia glasses and uh, just because this show's not 15 to 20 years old doesn't mean that he's not a worthy contender for this this uh, ranking. Danny Tanner was not a successful businessman. He was a news anchor and needed two other dudes to live in his house to survive. <laughs> he lived in San Francisco. Sure wasn't a successful person. <laughs> he made, uh, He's a news anchor, though. That's what I'm he saying. He was a news like, anchor was in like, San Francisco, the most expensive city to live in. Yeah, he was a local, local celebrity. He needed his two uncles to live with him to survive. Just to help take care of the girls. To help pay bills. Right. So the reason why Jack Pearson wouldn't have hit the list for me is because I truly feel as though we're talking about greatest of all time here, right? Yeah. Now if we're going to add like people who have been on the air for four years, apparently we missed a lot of people because there's there's always going to be, like you described every dad on this list kind takes care of their kids like money has nothing to do with like your values so like i and i'm hand up was wrong at first i feel like i wasn't wrong because all the votes were coming from andrew for some reason zoe your wife and you and i'm like okay yep that's great and then all of a sudden it's like crushing votes i'm like oh people really like the show apparently um, I feel like it just hasn't been like if I've never seen the TV show, or if like this, and I know it's been it was really successful for the three years it's been on TV, but I feel like it just hasn't been a lot around long enough for it to hit the greatest of all time dad 
in this subject against some heavy hitters from like shows that have been universally watched for two decades, three decades. No knock to this dude, because it's obvious that he's very popular and everything like that. I just feel like his popularity showed, but I think he landed where he was supposed to land, far behind Uncle Phil. Yeah, but you just, that's that was my other point that I was making the other day. You, you referred to him as Uncle Phil. To me, a, to me, I, I realize he's a dad on the show. He's a father figure to Will Smith's character, but at the same time, he's always been Uncle Phil. That's what everybody refers to him in pop culture as. I consider him like the cool, rich uncle. I don't consider him to be the greatest of all time dad. It's the classic, you don't, anyone can be a father, not everyone can be a dad thing. Yeah. Because Will Smith's real dad in the show sucks. So now we're, now he needed a father Uh, figure. And that was, and that was Uncle Phil. Like it was. Uh, he he actually I think won because of the diversity of he was more of a father in that show to fit to him because he had to make those tough decisions he had to get it he had to get Will Smith out of trouble he had to get Will Smith to go to school he had to support him when he needed support there's that famous episode that this dude that my buddy Tom season four episode twenty four the why don't he want me man why don't he want me man the ever famous like everyone cries their fucking eyes out episode where uncle phil had to be his father yeah it's like i was gonna go like this would have been a gone girl situation i have so much respect for this as us i'm never gonna watch a single episode once but i have so much respect for it because i did not expect it to crush danny tanner tim the Toolman taylor carl winslow oh i voted for um Bill Cosby, because <laughs> someone put Heathcliff Hustable on. Oh, it was Jason Fogg. Shout out Jason Fogg. Um, he put Heathcliff Hustable on here, and I was like, gotta go with the fucking, the roofie man himself, best dad. <laughs> and I figured I somebody this, would put this Al Bundy. I I think if this was, uh, you know, maybe like ten years ago, Bill Cosby probably had a better shot on this list. Uh, yep, ten years sounds about right because I think it was like probably like seven or eight years ago when he started getting accused. So yeah, yeah. I think because he would now is like the all time dad, the pudding pops and the sweaters and the the life lessons and the Andrew. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be Danny Tanner that was going to win this. Um, I was a little surprised. Uh, how everything turned out. Uh, I watch an occasional episode of This Is Us. I'm not a guy who watches all the episodes or anything like that. And I literally, anytime I watch an episode, it's like I almost cry every episode. Like mm-hmm. the 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 feels it's almost always because of Jack. The feels that like you get from their family values and their family uh, just is is crazy, and it makes you realize that like being a dad is is amazing and it's challenging and it's difficult and there's so many things that you just don't know uh and i think that's what a lot of about being a dad has to do i mean i'm not a dad i'm the only person in this on this podcast who is not a father uh but i mean i you can't go wrong with any of these choices let's be real they're all great role models uh just quickly uh I was going to name the ranker top seven because we, I, our top seven is very different from the rankers top seven rankers top seven. Number one was Andy Taylor. I think he's from the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Philip Banks was number two. Tim Taylor was number three. Charles Ingalls was number four from uh little home of the prairie. Little house of the prairie. Wouldn't have ever thought of that. I, I thought about it once and then I gave up on it. <laughs> uh, Number five was Philip Phil Dunphy. I probably should actually probably should figure out what uh, he's from instead of actually just. I'll look it up. Uh, no, I'm doing it now. Uh, uh, faster fingers, faster fingers, faster fingers, faster fingers, faster fingers. Uh, 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 go quick, Andrew. It, he's from uh, Modern, Modern Family. Family. Damn it! I think Joe beat me. Oh, okay. Yes. See, Modern Family would have even been like, and Mike wouldn't have been happy with me because Modern Family has been around since what? 
a while, right? Like 2000. I read an article the other day that was talking about how Modern Family was basically an idea that was stolen by ABC, whoever produces it, um, when somebody was trying to pitch an idea of like a family spinoff of The Office. It's essentially what it is. It's like a mockumentary style, same way as The Office is, where they do like the side interview with the characters. Right, they do the confessionals, but like the yeah. the mock confessionals. Yeah. Uh, number six was Howard Cunningham from Happy Days. Seven was Danny Tanner. Eight was Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Nine was Red Foreman oh. from that 70s show. And for some oh, odd reason... Red. Huge mess. Fuck Jack Pearson. For some odd reason, number 10 was Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Jack Pearson. Terrible father. Uh, I got a couple of quick uh, Father's Day and Dad facts for you if you want. Whoa. All right. Uh, Father's Day became a holiday in 1972. Uh, it was first celebrated like 50 years before that, but didn't become a national holiday until 72. Uh, 52% of males in the United States do the groceries for their household. Do you do the groceries I'm... for your household? 52%. It's a strange number. Um, do do the groceries for our household? Not often, because my wife likes going to the grocery store. Fair. It's like... She considers she considers that like her me time, but she also rolls her eyes before she leaves for the store and says, Ugh, I hate going to the store. Yeah. The struggles. For me it depends depends like on like a week to week basis. For the most part, it's primarily Megan doing like a you know, a to go pickup order. Or getting like some kind of box service sent to our house. We've been doing like these produce boxes every once in a while. That come delivered like straight from a farm, so. All right. But I mean, I I don't mind going to the grocery store. I actually enjoy the experience myself. Just don't have a lot of time to do it. I'm fine with going to the grocery store. I just gotta like, normally just works out better than she goes. Fair. Uh, sixty three percent. This is kind of sad. So brace yourself. Sixty three percent of youth suicides uh, do not have a father figure that lives in their household. Why was this one of your fun facts? Uh, it's more it's, really fun. it's more of an effect that's like it's you should appreciate like having a dad. Like that's the reason why okay. I work in with children uh, and why I've worked with children my whole life is because I feel bad for the children who don't have a dad or who has a dad that's active in their life. So little emotional for me. Uh, and the and, and the last fun fact. That was a fact. This is a fun fact. Uh 87 million cards are sent every Father's Day. It is the fourth uh it's the fourth most cards sent on a holiday. Christmas number 1. I didn't look it up. I I thought I assume it, No, I think it's I, su- I think it's birthday. Valentine's Day. Birthday? I don't think I don't think birthday counts as a holiday. Fucking mine does. Uh I would assume like Christmas is up there. Valentine's Day and Mother's Day would be my three, if I had to guess. Well, Christmas is like, you're not, like, with Mother's Day, you send, like, four, you got four kids, you get four cards, or they live in separate places. With Christmas, like, we send how many? 70, 80, 90, yeah. 100 cards. It's got to be Christmas once. number one. Yeah. Great topic. Those, Fantastic those idea. Great- Great facts. Those are some great facts right there. So, Uncle Phil, greatest of all time TV dad. It is a deserving honor. Don't uh, don't take my banter with Joe here any other way. Uh, Uncle Phil, it's another situation where, kind of like with the town, you kind of had to assume that he was probably going to win. But I agree. Danny Tanner probably was a I thought would have been a closer second, but uh, Jack Pearson stealing some wins. So, um, so that's going to be it for the main entree. We'll be back with our dessert topic right after this. All right, we are back with the greatest of all time, Michael Jackson song. It's a topic that I've suggested a couple times in the past, but it's never really 
uh, made sense at, at any other previous time in this podcast history. But uh, this when this when you're hearing this podcast potentially the first day that it's going to be live streaming um it'll be the 11th anniversary of the passing of michael jackson not necessarily a death that a lot of people mourn but he uh given you know accusations that have come to light against him uh however he did make a lot of wonderful music was a fantastic musical artist for multiple decades from the time that he was five years old until uh he died at 50 um so i have a lot of respect for his musical accomplishments that's what we're going to focus on here today uh just kind of going back to the poll and starting from the uh, bottom half the or the bottom part the top five here we had beat it at number five Smooth Criminal, number four, although somebody put in quotations, somebody named Joe, the Alien Ant Farm version. Thank uh, you. Number three, Thriller, number four, Billy Jean, and number five, Man in the Mirror. Uh, what do you guys think? Michael Jackson, what do you think about that top five and uh, you know how the vote played out? Uh, I think it's hilarious that Smooth Criminal, but the Alien Farm version got more votes than Smooth Criminal. So good. Lay. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to stare awkwardly at Joe during that whole situation. I don't know why. Did you guys like? I don't even know. No, we heard you. I was just being a dick. I was gonna say like the way you guys were staring at me, I thought my mic cut out. Like I like I get like not all my jokes stick, but I was like, uh, at least give me like a fucking sign. Like don't just take your shirt off like you normally do. I was just waiting for Leahy to cut in because he had started to talk at the same time that you had started. So I figured he was gonna follow you up. Uh, so my favorite Michael Jackson song is "Man in the Mirror." Uh, I was shocked that it won the poll. Uh. I thought I was too. That was a that was a late surge. I thought for sure it was going to be either Billie Jean or Thriller. Um, but I Thriller. I I'm very pleasantly surprised and very happy that uh, Man in the Mirror won. Uh, it's a great song, really underrated Michael Jackson song. Uh, I think it is his best song in my opinion, but my opinion doesn't matter in the grand scheme of thing. If you want to talk about most successful song, it definitely is not his most successful song. Uh, but it's just one of the songs that always gets me inspired. And then I realize what happened and who wrote it. But at the time it was great. Uh, I actually voted for Billy Jean, the number two choice. Good choice. Uh, I think it's a good combination of both. You know, a strong popular song as well as a, um, yeah, it was a cultural hit. It was successful. It is also a very good uh, musical composition itself. It's, you know, it's not like it's a terrible song, uh, not just like some catchy banger. Uh, and it tells a story. And as we found out, or I found out today, apparently it has, um, a four minute and 56 second music video that does i was surprised that we didn't have anybody uh put the song from free willy huh what's why would i know a single song from free willy (laughs) didn't michael jackson do the free willy theme song goat whale movie uh it's up there (laughs) goat um, yeah well, sea animal movie got, on, uh, will, will you be, will you be there by michael jackson there's so the, many better the, songs than that that didn't make the list <laughs> um yeah so here's my thing here um the same thing with the father's thing just because it was a good song with me and needs to make this list <laughs> number one yeah. fucking free willy that was more a joke, Joe. I understand that. Free Willy. <laughs> I, have I loved never... that movie as a kid. I loved that movie as a kid too. I can't 
think of a single song that came off that soundtrack. Though I had no clue Michael Jackson was on that soundtrack. I just remember the music video because there's like scenes from the movie in it. And the kid. Yeah. Probably. Ooh. I mean, he, uh, I, I'll give you a list of songs that didn't make our list that are much better than that song. Like the yeah, please. the way you make me feel. Yep. Black or white. Oh, yeah. I love I love both of those songs. Rock with you. Could have gone Jackson Five. Don't stop till Don't you stop get enough. Till you get enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jackson Five songs. I thought one of them, at least one of them, would have gotten a mention, but I think people t- stuck to Michael Jackson proper as opposed to breaking off into the the early stuff. Heck, even We Are the World. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's so many great Michael Jackson songs. Thriller, I thought Thriller was going to get more love. I thought, like, it's not a travesty. Like, Man in the Mirror, Billy Jean, Smooth Criminal Beat, like, all great songs. Thriller, I always thought was his most iconic song because of the music video, because of the iconic dance. Like, in every year, there's 100,000 people in New York City who go out dressed like zombies, bump into Thriller for 12 hours, and they just do the dance in the street. Um. 13 minute long music video i learned that today in our game um it's a long one beat it too not uh, a lot of love or beat it i think like um, i agree i think it should have got more love it was wild but that's that's okay that like, song bangs this isn't one of those one i'm gonna die on the hill for like because man in the mirror heater of a song and billy jean fucking bop i actually listened to billy jean this weekend uh, my my daughter wanted to listen to. First, it started off as I want to listen to music from Marvel, which means she wants to listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist. And then YouTube automatically skipped over to like the greatest hits of like the eighties, and the first song that played was Billie Jean, and she was asking me all kinds of questions about the song. What is it? What's this song about? Who's singing it? She loves what questions. <laughs> yeah, can't, I can't wait she for loves. May. Can't wait for May to uh, start asking questions. I'm so thrilled. Loves questions. Big question person. Yeah, so. Uh, Man in the Mirror. I was surprised by that. Uh, really was. A good song. Just, I, I like Joe was saying, I kind of expected Thriller to run away with it. Thriller previously won another episode of our show. And we were talking about greatest of all time Halloween songs. So Could have been the Monster Mash. It very well could also be the greatest of all time music video. Definitely in the oh, conversation. No, we'll, have to, we'll have to we'll have to uh, get to that topic at some point in time, maybe soon. Maybe we'll do it next week. See if M- uh, Michael Jackson get back to back number ones. Maybe we could just uh, maybe we could throw White Snake on there. The girl rolling around on the hood. Oh, White that Snake! Is, that is a good choice. There's so many. Not that we're like gonna talk about this at, at the moment, but there's we're gonna have to go through a lot of music videos. Take on me by Aha. Uh, that's a good um, one too. That would that would also be a, a double winner if it won. Yeah. What's the um no the treadmill video? Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go again. Okay, go. Is that how it says that? Okay, go. Yeah, okay, there go. we go. The treadmill video. That that, that stop, is shit. Stop is the new go. Stop no, is the new same. go. Yeah, I still I still get paid royalties for that song. Uh, no, okay, go, whatever. I think is it here it goes again. Is that what yeah, I think so. It's just them like like gliding on and doing choreography on treadmills is next level bullshit. <laughs> it's crazy. So that could be a fun one. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pop that one next this week. Uh, I want to give you a couple right. of Michael Jackson facts. Please. Close it out with some fun facts. Keep them fun. Uh, Thriller, the album, spent 37 consecutive weeks at number one on the charts. That's uh, that's a few weeks, boys. Just a few. Yep. Yep. Uh, didn't win. Didn't win. Uh, in the year, the, 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 the time that Michael Jackson died to the year after... He sold 30 million albums. <laughs> That's bonkers. And your last fun fact, close me out with this one. Uh, 
the uh, Michael Jackson had two pet llamas named Lola and Lo- and Luis. So, uh, in case you ever need to know that, guy liked llamas. And he had a kid named Blanket. Sure did. Because he looked soft. And three kids named Michael. Uh, his first child's name was Wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, Wet Blanket. <laughs> he had 13 number one hats. It's pretty legit. Yeah, he's... Guy was an animal. 30 top 10 hits. 13 number one R&B songs. Solid contender if we ever do uh, greatest of all time male vocalist. Or greatest of all time performer? Performer. I think you would do better. Michael Michael Jackson is up there for a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I think his entertainment thing, his entertainment value is higher than his vocal value. Greatest of all time celebrity failures? No. He's got some pretty good vocal range on top of being a great performer. <laughs> oh, oh, hit it! <laughs> you get the like, but like it's the like. I think he's more famous for the crotch grab and the moonwalk and the yeah. His for sure. his, his commitment to dance on top of the. <laughs> yes, that's accurate. All right, we're gonna close it out. That's all we have for this week. Thank you to everyone who voted in this week's polls. If you want to join in on the fun, please join the Facebook fan group, facebook.com slash groups slash goat radio podcast. Shout out to Eric Bellinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with Spose and Goat Radio. Please support us in the Age of Radio Syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash goat radio. Thank you everyone for listening and long live the goat. Oh. Go, see the go.